Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm your media host, Natalie Bourne, and I'm also the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Well, guys, today I am so excited to talk to you about how to connect the authority of God's word with your nine to five, because that matters to him. And today I have a special treat because we're talking to Pastor Andrew Moman. He is not only the pastor of Victory Church in Midtown alongside of his wife, Dr. Kendra Moman, but they also co-lead a company together called Moman Leadership. He's an author, a speaker. We're gonna talk about one of his two books that he's written today. Welcome to the podcast, Pastor Mo. <laughs> yeah, it is so good to be here. Hey, it's so good to be with you today. So great to be with you today. Well, thank you. Yeah, you know what? I'm excited to talk about and take a little bit further this content, right, that you wrote in our second edition of the Thrive Today magazine. You talked about your new book, Leader Fit. And I think that as I think about women in the workplace, this is an area of challenge for a lot of women is finding time to actually fold into the fold fitness and really think about their leadership holistically, not just the job you do nine to five, but also how fitness comes into play. And what I love about how you approach it is you approach it from a mindset. So can we talk about how that mindset correlates into the impacts it has on our leadership? Absolutely. Absolutely. First of all, I, I so much agree with what you're saying that for women in leadership or women in business, you know, leadership has to be something that we do have a mindset for. And I think even as I wrote the book and actually used the word and coined the phrase leader fit, there's something that correlates between leadership and fitness. And as a matter of fact, I talk about your leadership fitness to be able to really exemplify that in everything you do. And, and as you just asked me, as we talk about our mindsets, mindsets are so important. It can be understated. You know, mindsets represent what we have set our minds to be in a position to believe about who we are, about what we believe and how we want to filter anything we encounter. And so what I even say in the book, I talk about the fact that mindset absolutely matters. It matters so much because it's actually a combination of how you think about what you want and how you think about how you're going to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And what I firmly believe is that, you know, our mindsets, they actually form our perspective about how we will respond to life's events. Every single one of us know that, you know, there are a lot of things that come that are unplanned. I like to say it like this. You need to plan fun. Uh, you need to plan to laugh. You need to plan to enjoy life because there are going to be enough things that come in, into your life that are tragic. There are enough things that come unexpected that you cannot plan for. So you want to plan to make sure that you're putting your mind in the right place and putting your perspective in the right place. And so for me, even as I think about mindsets, I really correlate that even to working out, even to a life of fitness. And even if you hear a lot of people that do have a fitness lifestyle, they, they generally talk about, well, how many sets do I have today? How many times do I have to do this? And Everything that I talk about, even in a book, it, it's a parallel. It's like a double entendre. It gives you two different meanings to uh, what we're talking about with leadership and fitness. And when I talk about even that mindset of like, how many sets do I want to have? I say, OK, how many times am I going to repeat a movement that will benefit me towards my outcome? Wow. I love that. How many times? How many times am I going to actually repeat this and actually frame my mind and condition my mind? so that I can be a benefit based on what I want to accomplish in this next season. Wow. So, and just so everyone knows, I'm a student of leadership. So even as you're, you're talking, I'm, I always take notes on every podcast, every leader we have, because 
you know, as you're talking, there's so many good things that you're saying and even thinking about belief and then, and then how you filter. I liked what you said about filtering. And so there's something that's so important about our mindset, I think. And a lot of times when, when information comes at us, sometimes we can just take that in as truth. But I like what you're saying because there's a filter there. And can you talk more about what your filter is and what you're filtering out and in when you place that filter in, in front of what's coming towards you? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I truly believe that you have to make sure that you prepare before you go into certain situations. For me, my filter, one of them, a very general one is positivity and optimism. You know, I, I enter into situations trying to look at it from the best case scenario. Yes, I know that it might not always end up like that. I may not always be presented with the optimal situation. But if I go into a situation with a positive or optimistic mindset, what it does is it allows me to filter things through the best case scenario versus filtering through the gloom and doom and that there's not going to be any hope in it. And I think when you filter, you have to actually filter through several different lenses or several different aspects. You have to filter through your mental capacity. You have to filter through what's physically available and possible. You have to filter through your spiritual lens. And then one of the most important but underrated but talked about a lot in this season is our emotional filter. You know, how are we going to actually approach something from an emotional health standpoint where you don't put yourself in a situation that could be harmful to your emotional health? You don't put yourself in a situation where you know you are really not in, the, in your best situation when you are in this particular aspect of life. And so it just allows you to have some guardrails. And when you filter those things, you're, you're able to go in on the affirmative or on the offensive versus the defensive. You're able to go in saying, okay, I'm looking for these things in a very present way so that I'm not surprised by the things that I know I don't want to operate in. Wow. Even as I hear you talk, I remember this study I read a long time ago, and I'm going to completely botch it. But the idea was essentially this, that there were these nuns that they studied in these different convents. And they found, after studying these nuns for years and years and years, that the nuns that had a lens towards positivity outlived nuns that had a lens towards negativity by 10 years. And so what you're saying about this lens is, I think it leans into our emotional health. When something comes into our purview or we hear it in our ear, we can have two approaches on it. We can have the, I'm going to think the best of this situation and this person, I'm going to go get some additional details, or I'm instantly going to go to a place of negativity and think the worst about the situation and the worst about the person. And then you're instantly in kind of this fight or flight state, which then spikes your cortisol, it spikes all these other things. And now you're in an unhealthy emotional state. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you, I mean, when you're saying that, I'm just sitting here thinking about even again, from a very practical level, my wife and I, we enter into a lot of different scenarios. We both encounter a lot of different situations and circumstances in our life and in our journey of ministry and business and leadership. And one of the things that she knows about me, she's more of the very much the logical, practical, like she's going to see things and it's like, it is what it is. I am like, okay, there's always a way. There's, there's always a way to figure it out. And, and, and what that means is that we balance each other because she's able to see the very relative things that are there. And I, I need that because sometimes if I'm not careful, I can be almost unrealistically optimistic if I'm not careful. But what I mean is that when you have that balance, you're able to kind of walk into it and say, listen, I'm going to put this particular situation into perspective. I'm not going to let it be too high and I'm not going to let it go too low. And as a matter of fact, what I always say to Kendra, when when we're talking and we're facing certain challenges, I said, we only can control what we can control. 
And what we can control is our perspective about this. The other things that are going to happen, they're going to happen. But if we can actually stay in the right mindset, if we can keep our emotional health right, if we can actually keep ourselves in a spiritual authority that we know that there's a greater one, there's a greater power that's actually available on the inside of us that allows us to conquer this, it puts everything else at ease and it doesn't allow you to get overtaken by a circumstance. I love that. So parallel for us, how you've gained some of these mindsets through also bringing in this piece of physical health, because, you know, a lot of times we're like, well, you know, I've got to choose, right? I've got to choose between spending time with the kids or spending time on a project that I need to work on or spending time on my health. Sometimes we can approach things as a or, 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 but this for you is, is definitely, it's a, and, and it's one of those things that feels like it's probably part of your core values. It's almost like a deal breaker to not, you know, you, you're not going to not focus on your health. It's something that's so core to you. Can you talk a little bit about how that parallels right into our, our leadership mindset? Absolutely. I mean, as soon as you were talking about this, I started, I got this mental picture, like immediately as you started talking and going down this road. And when you actually focus on one aspect of your uh, entire health over others, or you totally discount or alleviate others, what you're doing is you're essentially doing what we will call skipping leg day. Mm. In the fitness world, a lot of people will say, okay, you have these people that want to work out. They only do the same workouts over and over again. They, they work on the show muscles <laughs> instead of the go muscles. <laughs> and so you'll see those people in the gym. All they're doing is curls. Yeah. All they're doing is chest press. And then when you look at them, they always have pants on for some reason <laughs> because they never work on their legs. And their upper body is very big, it's defined. And then as you start to look down, they kind of go down. It's not a bottle shape. It's like a, a stick, it's like this big uneven thing. Because what happens is that they put so much emphasis on the things that may be readily seen yeah. that they actually discount and dismiss the things that are actually essential to work on for wow. you to keep going. Yeah. See, the danger in actually working on just your show muscles or just one part of your health is that when you actually need that other part, what will happen is you can't pull from that reservoir of conditioning because you have not put any energy yeah. into it. And what happens even with the body, if you know anything about you know the physical body, what happens a lot of times when people have injuries is that an injury will happen in an area that was neglected. Wow. An injury will happen in an area that was either neglected or not paid enough attention to or where you didn't actually give enough credence to that as you gave other ones because maybe you weren't thinking about it. And depending on what sports you play, depending on what leadership role you have, depending on what position you have in the Mm C-suite, there are different muscles that actually are required for different seasons. And so what I just want to encourage everybody to do is to make sure that we're looking at the whole man, the, the mind, body, and spirit. Because what will happen is that if you find yourself alleviating or discounting some of those areas, what has to happen then is some of your strong areas have to overcompensate in those weak areas. And what it does is throws your whole body off balance. It throws your whole mind off balance. It throws your whole psyche off balance. So I I could go a whole long way with that, but I want to just kind of take a breath and give you an opportunity to respond to that. But I really believe that if we can actually really focus on all of our components, the mind, body, spirit, the emotional, the spiritual, it'll put us so much more in a functional opportunity to be our best for what we need to show up as. That's so good. I just want to repeat that, like, because <laughs> that's what I wrote down is an injury, a injury will happen in an area that's neglected. And I think about, I'm going to make it personal for a second. I think about in 2018, I went through a pretty major health crisis 
And that became real to me that you can't just focus on work. And I want to say that to, you know, all the ladies listening to this podcast, you, you, you can't, you can't, because that's essentially what happens is when, when we neglect an area, eventually we'll have a crisis in that area. And so, you know, you may have gotten through 30 years without having to exercise or 30 years without having to eat right or 30 years without whatever, but eventually those areas that we neglect catch up to us. And I want to just speak very personally and say that, that I feel that I've been through that. I've walked through that season And so for me, balance has looked like trying to get a gym membership where I can bring my kids because I don't want to leave them behind, but I also need to make sure that I'm around to take care of them. And so it's really going to the park, right? As a whole family, it's, it's these things that allow us to get movement and action and forward momentum so that we're not just saying, I don't have time for that. I'll do it next year, next year. And then next thing we know, we have a, a full blown crisis on our hands. Yeah. Can, can I say something to that? I mean, it's something that really just illuminated as you were saying that, and as you got vulnerable and, and, and you were sharing. I want to say this to every lady on the line and every lady listening to this, no matter where you find yourself in your journey. I think that I get an inside look on some of these things because my wife is a very, very much a high capacity leader. She's a phenomenal leader. She's a associate provost right now, and she's been a professor. She's a leader, all those things. But here's something that as we've walked through this latest season, even with uh, having a brand new baby, you know, what we're learning to do even more. We thought we were doing it well before. We're learning even more to communicate our needs, Yeah. to communicate our needs. And what I want to say to every lady on the line is that this is a misnomer, especially you guys get or you ladies, you get uh, kind of judged unfairly at times because there's a measure that's off balance when it comes to a woman in leadership and a man in leadership. And here's a statement that I want you to take away. The showing of vulnerability does not equate weakness. Wow. The showing of vulnerability does not equate to weakness. I feel like so many women, especially as I get to have conversations with my wife and in in the capacity that she leads in, sometimes there's this temptation to not show vulnerability because it's going to be looked at as weakness. Now, you do have to find the right places, the right yeah. safe spaces to be vulnerable, but you must find a place. You yes. must find a place because if you don't, what you'll do is you'll find yourself operating in a capacity or in a way that you weren't designed to operate in. I'm not wow. talking about that you don't have the ability. I'm talking about all of us need outlets, but it looks different for a man sometimes to release yeah. an outlet than it does mm-hmm. for a woman. So I just yeah. felt a need to just slow down for a second and just say that. Because I believe that there's some women on the line right now. There's some women that will be listening to this, watching this later, that need to know you're not alone, number one, mm-hmm. and that you need to find a safe space and you need to find some confidence that you can actually be vulnerable in. And it does not yeah. mean you're weak. It just means you're human. That's so good. I want to I stay right there for a second because I think you're hitting a very important vein. I don't want to walk away from it. And that's the idea that you know women sometimes feel that they have to model the way that a man leads. and one of the things that we're always trying to encourage and, and just underpin at Thrive is that you are called to compliment a man, not compete yes. against a man. So your gifts, your talents, they're complementary to the gifts and talents that a man has. And that enables us to show up as our full self and not have to act like or, or look like or try to be like a man, but just to, to operate in the gifts and calling that, that you have on your life. And I, I just want to specifically speak to you, Pastor Mo and your wife. You guys do this very well. You guys don't compete. You complement each other. And so I, I want to just stay on that for a little bit longer and, and maybe talk about what that can really look like when it's done right, when it's done well, 
because then it's not about this competition thing, right? That the world wants to introduce us to and, and, and tell us that everything's a competition. It really enables us to see each other's gifts and talents and walk in those in a real way. Yes. Let, let, I have a statement another, that just came to mind that I do want to make note of. This is something that I've said that one of my mentors used to say all, all the time. Uh, he would say this, and I've adopted it as something that we live by, that men and women, we are equal in essence, but different in function. Mm-hmm. We are equal in essence, but different in function. And when you can grab that, what happens is that you start to value the other person's, what they bring to the table. You start to value their characteristics. You start to value how they're made up and you're not competing with it because you're like, okay, you're not taken away from me by being great. As a matter of fact, especially in the confines of marriage, when she does well, I do well. Yeah. <laughs> Her last name is Moment, just like my last name is Moment. And so I would be remiss to compete or to stifle what God has given me as a gift versus yeah. saying, oh, no, I want I want to push you forward. I want to make sure that there are some areas that you do much better than I do. And there are some areas that I do much better than you do. Mm-hmm. Can we just say that soberly and be OK with that yeah. and, and not feel like someone else's win is taken away from me? And so for Kendra and I, this is what we, we talk to uh, couples about when we do premarital counseling, all these things. I say this often because I've had to learn this. I didn't know this in the first several years of marriage, but I had to learn this. And, and my wife, she very graciously really brought this to my attention. What we have decided was that I can't want the benefit of what my wife brings, her intelligence, her the sharpness that she has, her perspective her ability to kind of problem solve and see things, the details. I can't love all those things, want all those things when it's benefiting me, when it's benefiting moment leadership, when it's benefiting our household, when it's benefiting Victory Midtown. I can't want it then, but then when it's something I don't really want to do, or I don't really see the, the big picture of something, or I need a little guidance, I need a little correction, I need to be kind of massaged in a way to kind of let me see something. I can't dismiss it then and say, oh, girl, just be quiet. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> what, what happens, you know, we're laughing about it, but that's what yeah. happens so many Real. times on either side, on both yes. sides. We can't want the benefit and the blessing without the burden of responsibility that comes with it. Wow. You just said a whole lot there. And I think it's food for thought for all of us. And whether you're talking about a marriage relationship or even maybe there's a counterpart that you have at work and you guys kind of are not seeing eye to eye. It's really that idea that there is a benefit there and we have to start by understanding what it is, see it, and then start to sew into that. So that a lot of times people just want to know that you see them. That's all they want. Yes. Yeah. And when you just said so into it, Natalie, I I heard that we have to intentionally take time to affirm those things in people, even in the moments where it's not, you know, go time. See, I firmly believe that you have to make sure that you do certain things outside of go time so that you can be ready with go time. You know, because so many times what we do is we we pull on people as an emergency, but we haven't Mm -hmm. given them credence in the mundane. And so I think if we can kind of slow down and start to look at the people who we work with and start to take inventory before you need them, before you need them. I'm going to give a little insight. I, I wasn't planning on saying this. This is a moment philosophy, something that I've kind of coined and I teach certain leaders that I walk with and mentor. I have this thing that I call, and I, I'm, I'm supposed to, I know at this point, probably write about it, an article or a book or something, because it keeps coming up as I'm having a conversation. 
But it's this statement or this theme that I call plan spontaneity, plan spontaneity. What this means is that practice that I have is that I try to be very intentional about developing relationships before I need a relationship. Wow. So what happens is that I will, in my own time, I will schedule certain things to reach out to people and what for them feels random. Mm-hmm. For them, it feels spontaneous. For them, it feels like, oh, he, you know, he was just thinking about me today. Or and, and there are times where I just think about people and I'll just send a text or, or I'll send an email. But I'm talking about there are relationships that I'm looking to cultivate that I will take time and put on my calendar in a yeah. series of like, you know, times that I'm gonna reach out to them. It's not on the same, it's not every two weeks at this time. It's mm-hmm. different because I don't want it to be rote and mundane. I want it to be something where I'm like, okay. They, I want them to know that I'm thinking about them. So what happens is I'm sewing into that relationship and I'm not just always depositing. I mean, always withdrawing. I'm always looking to see how yeah. I can deposit, how I can cultivate it. So when it's time for a withdrawal, it doesn't feel like I'm getting the best end of the stick and they're getting the short end of the stick. This is a relationship. Well, and it's interesting that you do that in relationship area because that is also exactly what you're preaching in the health area, that when you draw on that health, it's actually there. It's, it's actually, there's something there to support you that you don't just draw on the health and then it's not there because you didn't take the time to care for yourself. You didn't take the time to eat right. You didn't take the time to do the things like what's so interesting about what you just said is it not only applies with relationships, it applies with your own health. It applies with your own leadership. I even think about just pouring into yourself as a leader and how, if you're not doing that, when it's time to draw on that as a leader, it's not there. Yes, absolutely. So the whole term of leader fitness and being fit to lead is there's a question that I ask in the book and there's a question that I want everyone to interrogate themselves with. And it's this. Are you conditioned to lead based on what the situation of leadership requires? of you? Are you conditioned to lead based on what the conditions and the situations of leadership require of you? What do I mean by that? Have you put in the time and the work to prepare before you need to be ready? I say this over the pulpit. I say this all the time. We need to stay ready to keep from getting ready. Wow. And so for all of us, we have to make sure that our bodies, our minds are conditioned to handle the possible scenarios that will take place. Let me give a very practical example of that. So when I'm working out in the gym, I, the way I train these days, I used to work out and lift super heavy and all this stuff when I was playing football, but I've changed a lot of that because I don't need that for this time of my life. In every phase of life, there's a different type of endurance that you need. There's a different type of condition that you need. And so for me, I do what's called uh, functional training, functional training. So what I'm doing when I'm doing functional training is I'm putting my body through movements that can and will translate into actual life scenarios and things that I know I'm going to use. So I play a lot of golf now. So I do a lot of core stuff now that's going to actually activate my core so that when I'm looking to, you know, hit a drive, I'm not now trying to muster up all this energy. I can just allow the club and my body to do the work because I've conditioned myself beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, a very practical example on air, on Sundays, I preach three times every Sunday. And let me yeah. tell you, I don't always have just this bubbly energy like I just want to do that every week. But here it is. When I'm working out, when I'm doing a set, when I'm pushing mm-hmm. myself past my threshold, what I'm saying in those moments is I'm conditioning my mind mentally. I'm conditioning my body. I'm conditioning my spirit to be able to have the ability to pull through and press yeah. through my areas of comfort. 
Many times as I'm going into that one o'clock service on a Sunday, I have to will myself and say, all right, discipline. You have to give the same energy that you gave at nine o'clock because the people that came at one o'clock, they don't care that you just preached two times. They're there for their service. And I have to bring everything that God has allowed me to steward in that moment. So we have to make sure we position ourselves to have the endurance to sustain the level that we say we believe God for. That's so, so good. I would love actually to do things a little different than we've ever done on this podcast as we close out. I would love for you to pray over the ladies that have have been listening to this podcast, but specifically activating some of these areas. I almost, as you were talking, just saw different areas lighting up like leadership and health and mindset. And there's all these different areas that we operate in. And so oftentimes we can just see ourselves as our work self or our home self or the mom self. And I just saw them all kind of lighting up and us really just stepping back again and taking the bigger picture and not just getting so siloed and so focused on one area that we forget who we've been called to be in all these areas. Absolutely. I can definitely do that. And what I want to do, I want to end by doing this. I want to, I want to read an affirmation from the book that I think goes exactly in what you're talking about and I'll close us in prayer from that point. So there's an affirmation in the book and I call it a a leadership declaration. And I believe this is for every woman on the line. I believe it's for every person that's going to hear this later. And what the declaration says is this, and this is for you hear this, just take a deep breath before I even go into this and just open yourself up to hear what God wants to say to you through these words. The leadership declaration is as follows. I am equipped, suitable, and prepared to accomplish my goals for today. I carry within me the ability to be productive, and my productivity will influence those I encounter. Today, right now, I show up as my best self, leading, serving, and producing my best efforts, my best thoughts, and best actions. Today, I am leader fit. And everything I do and say will reflect my commitment to physical, mental, and spiritual discipline, self-actualization, and excellence. Father, I pray right now for every single woman on this line today. Father, I think it's not an accident that this is called Thrive. So I, I believe that right now you are allowing some people, some women right now, to be able to thrive past the place where they thought was even possible. Father, I thank you that no weapon formed against them is able to prosper. And those are the weapons even of self-doubt, of unbelief, of of being too hard on themselves. Father, I thank you right now that you will give every woman listening to this right now a new perspective about who they are. Father, I pray right now that as they are listening to this, that they're starting to even get filled up, that there's a jolt that is going through their spirit right now, that they are being reminded of who you've called them to be before the foundations of the earth. Father, you have called them to rule, subdue, and to have dominion. That is not gender oriented. That is something that they are supposed to walk in even now. So, Father, I pray right now that you are even sending spiritual spotters their way, that people that will be able to come alongside them and help them carry the weight, pick up those things that feel too heavy for them right now, and allow them to know that they are yours, they are equipped, and they are called for such a time as this. So we activate them now in everything that you've called them to. And I thank you for the ability. I thank you for the talent. I thank you, Father, for the insight. And I thank you for the special wiring, the special wiring that you've given each and every woman on this line. And I speak a special prayer to those mothers on the line who may be even feeling overwhelmed right now. I think of my wife and I declare that there's a new dependency that she has on you 
And she's able to be vulnerable in this season, even with me, not looking at it and counting it as weakness. So I declare that same grace over you, that you will find people to be vulnerable with and that you will open yourself up for God to be able to do the supernatural in your life. This in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wow. That was awesome. That was so awesome. <laughs> well, and I just know the impact that 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 prayer was going to infuse into our ladies that are listening. Can you tell us how to follow you, how to find you? Absolutely. Absolutely. On Instagram, I am MoBeast1, M-O-B-E-A-S-T, the number one. On Facebook, Andrew Moment Jr. On uh, Instagram, our leadership company, Moment Leadership, is right there. Um, and then you can go to momentleadership.com and find out more about us as well. But I am so glad to have the opportunity to speak with you just for a brief moment today. And I pray that you receive something great from this time today. Absolutely. I know that we have. I personally am excited. I'm about to go out and run around the block after listening to the message. <laughs> I'm like, let's go. Let's do this. Thank you so much for your time today, Pastor Mo. We just appreciate you pouring into our ladies. You're very welcome. It's my honor and privilege. Well, ladies, if you have not had a chance to get into the Thrive Today community, my question to you is this. What are you waiting for? So go over to thrivetoday.com. Check out the community aspect of this because here's the deal with leadership. Leadership should never be done alone. I always say this. If you're on a mountain by yourself, you're on the wrong mountain. Leadership is done together. It's done in community. And so we only grow and we only do our best when other people are watching us and helping us. And so get into the Thrive Today community today. Well, ladies, as you live your life, we want to remind you to do so with leadership, community, and strength. We'll see you next time.